I was eating junk. I had just had two children back to back. I used to not be able to get on the ground. I never, ever daily exercise. Before, if I'd get down, I'd need a chair or something to help me get back up. I was 84 pounds heavier at one time. I was always a big dude, but I couldn't move around. That all changed when they met. Diamond Dallas Page started doing yoga, man. I started doing a, a thing called DDP yoga. It's not your mama's yoga. WCW heavyweight champion, known for his signature move, the diamond cutter. Diamond cutter! Took what he learned recovering from an injury and years in the ring and created DDP yoga. Working out combined with the eating habits, it was a huge difference. I felt so much better. It's a lot of fun for me because I never used to be able to be active. Now I'm, I'm, I'm on the floor, I'm rolling around, it's, it's pretty cool. More than importantly, I just want to be alive. I'm down about 110 pounds. DDP yoga can work for anyone. DDP. DDP. Radio. Houston, we have a problem. <laughs> uh, welcome, my friends, to another episode of DDP Radio. I'm at DDPRadio.com. You may think we're a few minutes late, but that is not true. That is a lie. We are fashionably late because none of the cool kids show up on time. So here we are, 20 past the hour. Uh, Crystal and myself uh, dealing with a few technical uh, uh, issues, we'll put it that way. Um, and uh, we're back, and we should be back, and we should have a full episode uh, as usual. So we apologize for any of you fine DDP radio listeners listening live, uh, sticking with us right now. But I am going to say that these technical scap, uh, you know, uh, snafus, these technical issues, how convenient that it happens on the day of the Canadian invasion here at DDP Radio Live. <laughs> this, isn't, this isn't just a normal episode. This is a hostile takeover. And if anything, yeah, these technical problems are proof of that. Uh, so I'm going to introduce to you, uh, I'm going to inject myself and I'm going to inject DDP Radio with the poison that is trying to take over this thing <laughs> from the Great White North. You know her as my lovely. <laughs> Uh, co-host Crystal Stewart. How are you, Crystal? <laughs> I'm really good. You know, poisons taste just like maple syrup, <laughs> so it's all good. <laughs> exactly. Oh, <laughs> oh well, actually, it might be worth it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, you think, I, think, oh. I think of the shit, of the shit I've put in my body over the years, probably poison is even at the top of the list of crappy things I've eaten over my time. <laughs> See, you need maple well. syrup. <laughs> Yes, uh, I, I I do. Um, thank you for sticking <laughs> with me. I'm sorry for these for these uh, for this problem here. It was the weirdest thing, you know. Uh, just everything collapsed at once, um, but we're back. And um, so here, this is what's going to happen. We have um, Sarah. Uh, she's one of our guests here on DDP Radio tonight. She is from Canada, and of course, we have Marcel, uh, who's going to bring on just a second. And Marcel is on the line, but I'm going to have to try to connect with Sarah. Um, and hopefully when I do so, this whole thing doesn't blow up again. It's probably some <laughs> elaborate booby trap from the Canadians. Uh-huh. Um, so uh, let's bring on Marcel, and then I'm going to have you guys chat for a couple of minutes while I try to uh, okay. MacGyver this thing together behind the scenes, all right? <laughs> MacGyver. So uh, without any further ado, <laughs> uh, Crystal, first off, I, I'm going to bring on Marcel, and i gotta, I got to have you because – I've seen his name all over the place here on the DDP Radio, DDP uh, Y community, and I know that you've got your fingers deep in the pulse 
of everything big and everything happening here in the GPO universe. So I want you to kind of give a really good intro to Marcel. Uh, I'll say hello, and I'll uh, I'll duck behind the curtain here and uh, and try to hook up uh, some kind of connection here with uh, Sarah. But with any uh, sure. further ado, Chris, let's give Marcel the intro he deserves. Go for it. Okay, so tonight on GDP Radio, as Mike said, the Canadians are taking over the show, apparently. Um, and I am proud to introduce Marcel um, to you. He is a Canadian DDP instructor um, from Guelph. I know that he um, was part of that. We set the record at one of his events. So, yeah, he he is an amazing man. And I'm really looking forward. He's overcome so much. I'm really looking forward for you to hear his story. And, yeah, I'm just really happy. So, Marcel. Hi. Thank you so much. Hi. Crystal, Mike. Nice Hello. How are you, good? Good, good. It's I just want to, um, you know, it is it is the Ontario invasion, actually, today. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Crystal oh, and Sarah and I live about no more than three hours away from each other. Yep. Wow. That, that That's crazy to think of all, that whole Canadian landscape up there. You guys are so close. That's That's pretty cool. Yeah, it is pretty awesome. Hey, thanks for the that intro. That means you're probably close to Roger Sassafras of Hands too, which uh, we're not going to we're not going to breach that subject. <laughs> I think <laughs> Roger's only about forty minutes away from me. Oh, my condolences. Yeah, Roger's not far. He's, <laughs> yeah, he's here in my house a couple I, of times. I think he's in Oshawa. Oh, isn't cool. he? Yeah, here's near Oshawa. Yeah. Awesome. Well, um, well, let's get this thing started because I'm going to try to patch in with Sarah here, and uh, hopefully okay. this thing goes well because um, their system is kind of odd today. Everything's kind of glitchy, so uh, I'm going to try to go hammer that off. Uh, but right off the bat, um, thanks for being here, Marcel. I, I've seen you kind of bouncing around forever. You seem to be popping up everywhere. I'm on my I'm a DDI yeah. uh, over the years, and um, while I kind of take this uh, this call here, try to get Sarah on here. Uh, give us a quick. Uh, we like to start off with like an origin story, like uh, you know, what was it? Usually something something life altering or some kind of you know midlife crisis maybe or, or, or self realization or something usually triggers or kickstarts somebody's desire to just really start to undertake something new. And uh, DPY is something new for a lot of people that uh, people cling to and ends up working really well for so many of us. Uh, what was your DDPY origin story? What was it that really kind of made this thing seem like something you'd want to try out? And what was the, the reason and uh, the initial jump that you took to try it out? Yeah, absolutely. I can give you a quick rundown for sure. Right now I'm uh, I'm 58 years old. And when I was 51, I was uh, significantly overweight, more health, more unhealthy than I should be for, for a doctor who knows about these things. And I was overweight in 2012 or so. I said, I gotta, gotta fix this. So I got on the bicycle and started cycling and lost about 50 pounds that year. But the next year, 2013 or so, um, I, I kept most of the weight off, but then my back started hurting like crazy. And I had some herniated discs and I had nerve impingement. And by the fall of 2013, it's like despite having quite successful in some weight loss before, my back was really, really, really hurting a lot. 
with a shooting pains all the way down the leg. So I started doing, uh, getting some physiotherapy and then I Googled on uh, YouTube, you know, yoga for back pain. I started doing a few of those sessions. And then my wife, Catherine, who's actually uh, an instructor at Conestoga College here, and she uh, was actually showing a video to her class that, that was about goal setting. And of course, it happened to be Arthur's video. Not sure how mm-hmm. she found it, but she came to me and she said, Marcel, you got to watch this. So there I'm sitting with my, my back pain and a lot of pain and looking at Arthur's video. And I look at the video, as many people have, and I said, oh, if Arthur can do this, then I can do this. I said, God, Arthur was in a lot worse shape uh, than I was when, when he started all this. So, so I said, Catherine, I'm getting the DVDs. So I got the DVDs, and, and uh, this, um, my weight was about 250 or so at that point, 250, 260. I'd been up to 285, close to 290. So there I am doing the DVDs, and I got right on it, and I started doing the DVDs right at home, and that was the uh, yoga for regular guys. So this is a version 2013. And just stuck with the program and you know a few weeks later boom pain is gone and i'm feeling great so i said fantastic this stuff works so of course like anything else i just sort of stopped doing it because i've already been fixed and a couple of weeks later it's like oh no this back pain's coming back so i started doing the program again and i did it and bang back pain gone and uh of course like being like most guys here i just stopped doing it because i it was all better by then and then the third time around, I said, whoa, I better keep doing this. And so uh, I kept doing it. Then I started doing the program. And then I found out, kept doing it and regularly till the fall of 2014. So about a year later, by the time I'd sort of become kind of regular doing the program at home in my basement on my big screen TV from the DVDs, I said, this stuff is so good for me. I'm going to have to keep doing it. And that's October 1st, 2014. I signed up to be an instructor. I had been to, no, I hadn't been to a workshop yet, actually, but I signed up to be an instructor in October 1, 2015. And I thought, for me, that was accountability to, to uh, myself so that I would keep doing it because I know I'm the kind of guy, if I have to do something to be in an appointment or you know, teach a class and be there for the other people, I'm not going to miss that. So I right. figured the best way for me to be accountable to myself is to actually be accountable to other people and so yeah, do going through the level under, one training was amazing yep that's, that's an under recognized uh, reason to get like certified so many people you know will say like well i'm doing it for other people and stuff which is great but you get as much out of it as anybody else because you're getting that added layer of uh accountability like you said right there too um so that's that's awesome, and I got—I got to tell you, you say uh, you're—I you know, know you're a doctor, um, and you put it perfectly. Um, when I'm on an antibiotic and I get sick or something, I got sick a few months ago, and I was on an antibiotic and I stopped taking it. And my wife said, "Well, I just stopped taking it." I'm like, "Can I start feeling better?" <laughs> and she's like, "Oh, but you're gonna get sick again." And two weeks later, I was sick again. And it's—it's it's, yep. it's, it's a routine with a lot of those guys. You know, we have that mentality and. I've had people tell me, like, oh, well, well, DDP yoga didn't stop working for me. I'm like, well, when did it stop working for you? Well, when I stopped doing it. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah right. Exactly. <laughs> if you don't do it, uh, it's more importantly than, I'm not just a doctor. I'm actually a regular guy. Exactly. I think it's important you know, because 
just a regular guy and I'd go through all the same things, right? Well, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, people assume that, you know, with you, with that degree, that means that you now don't struggle with the same regular problems that else does. Just because you have the information doesn't mean that necessarily you don't have the expectations or struggles or desires to be sloppish or lazy. You know, we all have go through that. Yep. I think that's an important part and a huge message that that is out there with DDPY. You know, make it your own and all that. It's really, really important to understand that that everybody has their story, everybody has their background, everybody has their challenges, everybody has their personality. And sometimes I know that in, in the group or whatever the challenges are, you know, there's a tendency for people to say, "Oh, I wish I could do that. I wish I could be like him. I wish I could do that. I wish I could, you know, be do the handstands, whatever." I think it's really, really important to just make it your own. I think that that's the key. And, you know, I was over at the summit, which is the annual meeting for instructors and people who've had some amazing transformations. And I think without exception to the people that I spoke who had amazing transformations, they, they actually had their recipe for themselves and they just were consistent in applying that recipe. And everybody's recipe is different, and you can't sort of sit there and compare. Oh, what you know? What you can learn from others, there's no question. But actually, you got to find your way and just stick with it. And, yep. and everybody's recipe is going to be a little bit different. I, I agree, 100. percent Oh, real quick, yeah. uh, we have Sarah on the line. Um, I'm going to introduce Yay. her real quick. I Hello. can't believe I figured this out without even asking for Robert's help. <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> Crystal, let's do a proper introduction. Bring on some, bring on some Sarah into this conversation. Oh, I'm so excited. So Sarah is by far um, one of my favorite Canadians, and I'm really, really glad that we were able to get her on the air um, with Marcel in this Canadian takeover. Um, poor Mark, Mike. Um, she is just a really good person. And when I went to Summit, she was one of the first people I talked to, and she reached out, and she was just so very sweet. It was just an instant friendship. And um, I am so very fond of her, and I'm so very grateful that she was able to join us tonight. So please welcome Miss Sarah Brand. Hello, hey. thank you very much, Crystal. I'm so yeah. grateful to hear your voice. <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a while. It has been. Yeah. Oh, well, this is. Our, I just want to point out that this is a, a first because if you know me, I'm I'm not technologically impaired at all. So I'm going to take a minute to humble <laughs> that. I just MacGyvered this crap over here, and uh, Robert is probably. Robert doesn't know that I didn't try calling him, but he's going to wake up tomorrow and something's going to feel right. It's like I could have shared from Mike last night, but instead I got uh, a phone call free <laughs> evening. So, <laughs> um, but thank you so much for, for coming on with us tonight. Um, like we said, it is the Canadian uh, takeover here at GDPY, and uh, I feel outnumbered, but honestly, I feel good. I feel like I'm, I'm with good friends. I can smell the syrup and the Tim Hortons coffee in the air. <laughs> And, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm excited. So, I gotta say, I, I just I love Canada. First of all, I just gotta say that because I used to live up in uh, New Hampshire. I was born and raised in Boston and moved up to New Hampshire. And um, right, uh, you know, a couple of hours north 
is the crossing Quebec. there in Vermont. And uh, all my friends and I used to go up there when we turned 18 years old to uh, partake uh-huh. in um, the Canadian, um, uh, mostly coffee, Tim Hortons, and, you know, pancakes and uh-huh. stuff, like all that fun <laughs> stuff. But uh, <laughs> we, used to, we used to love going up there. And I went and saw WrestleMania, what was it, the WrestleMania up there in Toronto. And, uh, oh, Toronto. Right. Yeah. Yep. 18. Hulk Hogan yeah. and The Rock. Yeah, I was there, too. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my! Oh, that, really? that was a great time. It was fantastic. Yeah, and uh, yeah, they had that show, that meet and greet beforehand. It was it was amazing. That was a good a good WrestleMania. <laughs> Absolutely. And well, well, we usually have three people on here, and tonight we have four. So I'm going to warn you guys ahead of your time. There's probably going to be some stepping on some toes and stuff because we do have a little bit of a delay on the line. So if someone starts talking over you, just uh. Just assume that it's in good good faith here, and, and no one's being rude, or, or I'm probably not being rude. Let's just put it that way, because uh, I'm the one always stepping <laughs> on toes. Um, but um, we'll try to keep it as, as, as clean and as uh, as non chaos as uh, as possible. Um, so I'm going to ask you the same question because uh, we just talked to uh, Marcel, and we're kind of we'll try to make you just like a you know a back and forth type of thing. But I do want to know your origin story, like I was telling Marcel, and we went through earlier. Um, usually there's some kind of event or some kind of life place that you are in life that kind of makes you want to make the jump and try this out. What was it for you that really made you make the leap into the GDP yoga uh, community? Um, okay. So my story is a little different than most people's because um, I didn't go through a major transformation. Um, I've been really, really small my whole life. So I'm like five foot tall. Um, I'm like a hundred and, 10 pounds on a heavy day. So I'm pretty tiny, um, but I was made fun of for being small my whole life. So all through school, all the time, you know, people, even to this day, people are like, oh, you're so small, you're so skinny, it must be nice, you could probably do this, you can do that, you know. Um, people people make fun of you the same way, whether you're big, small, whatever. There's, there's always a reason for people to try and bring you down. So having said that, even though I was small um, and I looked like I was in shape, I wasn't. I was not in shape at all. And I go on some pretty crazy adventures around the world. Um, I like to travel, so... I've been to a lot of places where a lot of climbing of mountains is involved or exploring, going into small spaces and all that kind of crazy stuff. Uh, pretty, pretty intense things. And what I found was the group that I'm traveling with, um, they're a lot older than me. And I always ended up being the one who was last. I was always behind. I was always trying to catch my breath. So I really realized how out of shape I was. And I just came on DDPY by accident. I actually got the DVD set in my stocking for Christmas one year and put those DVDs on day after Christmas and did the Diamond Dozen and almost died. Like, I was so out of shape. Like, they almost killed me. So that was, like, a really big, rude awakening. Like, holy cow, man, you can't even do this. So I just started doing it every day. I just stuck with it. And as time went on, it got easier and easier, you know, moved up to the energy video and eventually did the Diamond Dozen video. 
um, double black diamond. And, you know, it just kind of from there. So as I was getting into shape, I began really talking about it all the time. Like people were asking me, you know, like, what was I doing? Because I became more defined, right? So not losing weight, but just becoming more defined. Right. And I just began talking about it all the time. I was always like, oh, my God, DDP is so amazing. You should try this and everything. And then people are like, oh, where can we do it? And I would always tell people, oh, you got to buy the DVDs because this was before the app. And then I thought that you could become a certified instructor. And I thought, you know what? Like, all these people are coming to me asking about this. If I become an instructor, like Marcel said, it's it holds me accountable to me and my class, right? Like, I got to show right, up. There's right. no excuse. Like, I can't just be like, man, I'm tired today. I'm not going to do it. No, there's, like, people waiting for me to show up and teach that class. So you got to be there. So being an instructor just is really amazing because it makes you accountable and it makes you accountable to other people. And it's just, it's such a fantastic program. Um, And just seeing like the change in myself and other people in my class, is just so awesome. It's just so so great. And the community that it builds with people and the friendships that build. I mean, just, you know, like you, Crystal, like meeting you you. at the summit, right? Like that was amazing. That's so awesome. And, like, that connection we had just because of, you know, the person I was working with and you and, like, it was just an instant connection, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you just, like, meet so many people. And it's just, I'm not a super social person, so this also really made (laughs) me become more social. So, you know, just meeting people, talking about it. I find it very, very easy to talk about DDPY to anybody at any time. And often you'll catch me somewhere with someone getting them to, you know, grip their toes, flex their quads, squeeze their glutes, and grab the ball at any given time. Because, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that's how we uh, that's how we show people how to do it and get that heart rate up. So, yeah. So, yeah. So it was kind of a different story, like not uh, being made fun of because I was overweight, but being made fun of because I was skinny and small and, you know, the little – the little weakling in the class, you know, that's what people used to call me. And, you know, so yeah, same thing, but I love it. That's awesome. I know that's, that's that's cool to get the other perspective too, because we have a lot of people in here that have lost a lot of weight. It's cool to kind of hear, you know, that it it was a struggle for people who weren't, you know, you know, dealing with that. Um, Marcel had mentioned earlier, and I got to go back to this because uh, he, he talked about it being the regular guys thing, you know, the DDPY, the yoga for regular guys. That's what it started out with. That was the branding that being used to begin with. And at the heart and soul of the program, it's still the message that we say, you know, constantly, um, because it is a place of inclusiveness. And, you know, sure, anyone can do any workout, but I guarantee you that if I went into a, a, a yoga studio full of, you know, petite, perfectly, you know, in shape, you know, pretty girls doing yoga. I walk in there, I feel uncomfortable. But there's nothing been, there's nothing more, I, I, it's, it sounds like it's kind of a pitch because it doesn't seem possible, but we have guys that are 600 pounds doing this, and we have guys that yep. are world-class current professional athletes. And I can't think of anything more inclusive in a, in a workout program that caters to both people uh, instantly. And it's such a different kind of workout program. And, Marcel, I know that you, you know, knowing the biology and stuff behind it, maybe I'll to kind of shed some light on this. But you go in there, and the guy who's 600 pounds that have been doing this for six months, 
oftentimes is doing better than the supreme athlete that started today because there's something different yeah. about the muscles you use or, or the kind of uh, physiology behind the program that is inclusive to people, and it doesn't exclude, you know, once you kind of get in there and start working towards it, it is yoga for regular guys. It is anyone's workout. Yeah, 100%. I used to go to a yoga studio, a regular yoga studio, and myself, I did not feel comfortable in that class at all um, because people were just, like, bending in crazy ways that I couldn't do, and there was no modifications being called out, and everybody was expected to do the same move. You're all standing in front of a mirror, and, of course, when you're standing in front of a mirror, you're looking at each other. You're not focusing on yourself, right? You're looking at what the person behind you can do, beside you, in the back row. And even, you know, myself, I felt extremely uncomfortable going to those classes. So when I found this, it was like, oh, my gosh. So I always joke, like, the people in my class, when I meet someone, I say, you know what? If you don't feel comfortable in a regular yoga class, then DDPY is the class you need to be in. Because we are the misfits of yoga. We don't fit into a regular yoga (laughs) school. I think Michael awesome. and, and uh, you, you commented on, on like it's really for everybody. I'll just give you an example because really I teach uh, during the year, I teach about seven classes a week and people of all shapes and sizes, the big core are between 40 and 70 years old. And I mentioned that to somebody last Thursday in my new class and so she was brand new and I said most of my people are between 40 and 70 years of age and she she was looking at me in a funny way kind of proud actually and she certainly did not look like she was over 70 but she was and she actually looked great for over 70 but you know how people uh, mentioned earlier people's stories so at the end of the class this was her first class she came to me and she said last year I had half a lung removed for lung cancer she was never a smoker and she's petite and she looks fit, but she said, I had some trouble uh, taking the, the deep breaths during this class. And I said to her, you know what? That's fantastic. This is exactly the right class for you. So she was able to tell me that. And now I know how important it is to focus on the good deep breathing techniques for her and to stress mm-hmm. on, on making it your own and to take it, you know, modify where necessary, all that stuff. And this is amazing. And you can look at somebody who's just over 70 who just survived breast can- um, lung cancer surgery the year before. And, and every, everything, like I even have a wow. 25-year-old MMA fighter in my class too at the same class, which is incredible. Wow. I, I love that. Marcel, I, I've stressed this to so many people. When you're a DDPY instructor, there's, you know, there's certain responsibilities and there's a code of conduct and all this stuff. Um, but one of the most important things to do is when you're in a class setting, and I know that you know this, you're a great instructor and, and you've been doing this a long time, so you can attest to this. When you're in there, your job isn't to go up there and, and show off. And your job isn't to go up there and, and see how far you can push people. Your job is to go in there and read the room. Like it's almost like a... I told uh, Paige, you know, several years ago, I said, UDPY is a lot like professional wrestling. You know, you've got to go in there, you got to call it on the fly, you got to see your audience, you got to see who you're working with, you got to see who your your audience is, who's there in, in the crowd, and you got to work them. you gotta, you got to fill their need, whoever's in that room right now. 
And if you've got a bunch of seven-year-olds with, you know, half a lung or, or, or whoever you have in there that's struggling, your job isn't to go in there and blow them up. Your job in there is to call it on the fly and give them a workout that's going to be beneficial to them, not destroy them. And yep. I feel so many people go into this, like, almost, uh, you know, into the workout field, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, you know, I'm going to show them what I can do. But that's not what a good instructor is. A good instructor knows his audience and knows who's in there and who is going to benefit from his program. And I can feel that in you when you talk about, you know, your patient, your patient, your, uh, your uh, client that was uh, had the lung removed. You go in there, and if you're doing your job right, it should be beneficial to her, and she should be able to get through every single workout. Yes, absolutely. And I tell all the new participants, I say, look, you got to come to three classes in a row, and then you'll be addicted. Honestly, it's one or yep. two, but I would say three. And I say, if you come to three classes in a row, you make that commitment, you come. We're going to get you comfortable enough that you're going to want to come back and keep coming back. Because there are some people who come to a first class, they say, oh, this is not for me. Okay. You'll always have those. And, and, and that's fine. But, I, you know, the ones who are really intent on, on sort of feeling better, um, you know, they stick it for three classes and they keep coming back. So it's really, really interesting to see. I think that that's, that's the key thing. And whether you're very fit or not very fit, I know, Sarah, you've, uh, you're like a master in, in teaching those modifications and stuff because so, you've had the same experience. Yeah, absolutely. I got a pretty mixed crowd. So there's many times when I will have a chair and I will do the whole thing on the chair. So my more experienced people and people that don't need the chair, they know the workout now, so they're able to go ahead, get on the ground, and do what they need to do while I'm teaching full chair modifications um, because I have some people in my class that do need a chair all the time um, at the moment. They're not ready to get on the floor yet, but they will. Um, so, yeah, it's really important to see who's in your class, watch what's going on in your class. You know, some days, like right now, it's blazing crazy hot in Canada. Um, it's yep. like, today was like 38 degrees. I don't know what that is yeah. in Fahrenheit, but it's like fire. So when I'm teaching a class like tonight, I, 85. <laughs> okay, thank you, Michelle. I was teaching uh, at Tyson Duke's Wrestling Factory, so I teach the wrestlers, um, up-and-coming wrestlers as well in Canada. And, you know, they're spending half the time in the ring and then half the time with me doing a DDPY workout. And, of course, you know, we're in this little tiny, like, studio hole in the wall, and there's no air conditioning or anything. And, man, you want to talk about some sweat on the mat? These guys were sweating (laughs) tonight. But when I walk in there to do that, I'm not going in there to kill them, right? Because I'm like, okay, it's blazing hot. We're, you know, these guys still got to wrestle after they have this workout with me. Right. So you got to tone it down a bit, right? So you got to, you got to really read the room, see what kind of shape everybody is in that day. You know, sometimes you walk into the room and your class looks like they're half dead. And that fact that they just made it to class is a big deal. So, you know, this right. is the class, like, we're going to slow it down tonight. You know, we're going to do a little, hold the poses a little longer, maybe stretch a little bit more and and not go crazy on them. But then there's days when you know, like, they're ready to sweat, so then you bring it, right? So yeah. it's, it's up to the class. They tell me what they want to do, and, and then I deliver what they want. But, it's yeah, it's really important to um, be able to show full modifications. 
Yeah, and I think for someone who has gone from doing blazing crazy workouts all the time to someone now who needs those modifications, you know, it's really great to see an instructor be willing to take a step back with you with someone who's new or someone who needs the modification or someone who's just having a rough day. I mean, it just, you know, it's a testament that you guys are very aware of your environment while you're teaching. I think that's really amazing. Right. Yeah. Particularly hard when you have 70 or 80 people in front of you, but I have a little stage so I can see everybody right to the back. That's awesome. That's awesome. It's a lot of fun, actually. So how many, yeah. don't think <laughs> how many instructors total are in Canada? How many instructors uh, in Canada? Yeah. How, how many people are certified in Canada right now? Do you guys know off the top of your head approximately? Maybe a dozen, I think. Yeah, I think, yeah. Well, Steve Doyle was right up there at the beginning. Um, yeah, there's four in BC, yeah, in four. Alberta. Yeah, Aaron... Um, Aaron's in Alberta. Yep. Yep. Yeah, there's not too many yeah. of us. Uh, you know, Crystal, well, you, Crystal. You got all that landscape. And you, Bishop is there. I was going to say, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, 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 you get all that room up there, and there's a lot of you guys like spread out through the country and stuff. And, and I'm thinking, like, you know, what a, it's kind of a cool opportunity to think there's, there's just a small amount of you guys in the whole country that, that's starting this. and. Obviously, there's going to be more and more because I always tell people the greatest sales pitch for, for DDPY is being around somebody who does DDPY because they won't shut up about it. And also, exactly they, their results. But you talk to somebody who's been morbidly obese or, or been sick or been unhealthy or been injured for years and years and years, and when they start getting healthy, you must you think they're on drugs because they are so happy. And they're so they're yeah. talkative, and their energy is up. When they start getting that, that that good feeling, and they start losing weight and, and feeling better, it really is. You, you kind of sit around that person, and you're like, "What's up with? Are, are they on something?" Because there is there's this palpable energy, because they're probably feeling good for the first time in a long time. And yeah, I gotta tell people the, the best sales pitch is be around somebody who's doing well in the program, and it'll rub yeah. off on you real quick. Yeah, that's very important. Yeah, a lot of times when people start making really healthy choices and start changing for the better, you know, there's some people that don't like to see that. And, you know, you, you will lose friends when you start changing your lifestyle. Yeah, you will. More healthy, right? Um. And that's when you got to start really looking at your friend list and choosing the friends you want to be with and the ones that support you. And going through this journey, like changing yourself, doing a transformation is is deeper than just the physical transformation. Yeah. I think, you know, it, it amazes me, uh, you know, how much – not only physically how things can change, actually it it happens, you know, it can happen pretty quickly, but mentally you get yourself in a different headspace. And then when you start realizing that there's actually more people in the world than there are in that same headspace, or they can mm-hmm. associate with that as well, 
whoo, that's like dumping gasoline on a fire because then suddenly you don't feel so alone. And that's what, that's what um, going to summit was like, you know, you think, you know, you, I don't know, you're in something and it's really amazing, but then you go and you see that there's so many people and you think, holy cow. And I mean, you're walking on cloud nine when you realize you're not by yourself anymore. Absolutely. It's a, it's a really amazing community. I think it's, it's like a community like no other. There's no other fitness system that has a community like DDPY. You can yeah, even find a in Mexico there, Sarah. <laughs> What's that? In Mexico? <laughs> you found a husband in Mexico. Yeah. Yes, Marcel is my, my Mexi- Mexico husband. <laughs> oh, there you go. Um, we got mistaken for husband and wife a few times. What happened to Mexico stays in Mexico. <laughs> stays oh, on both, YouTube. Both very Unless Don Schmelhaus is there, so many evidence, which I still have to get taken by extortion money for 2014. <laughs> I think the mental attitude is extremely important to, to transmit as well to people who are just starting out because um, when I teach some people, when I see there's a lot of new people in the class, I said the only difference between su- succeeding in doing DDPY and not succeeding is actually not your weight your level of fitness, your age, it's what's between your two ears. It's the, the attitude right. and the right. attitude you take. And it actually, you know, people look around my class, to, around to each other, and they say, you know, he's right. People of all shapes, ages, sizes, fitness levels here. And for me to sit there and tell them that the reason these people are successful is because of the attitude they take going into class saying, I will do this. I'm going to give it my all. I will keep keep up with it. I'm not going to give up. And I always use a statement, of course, if you think, if you say to yourself, I can't, I say, just add yeah. a comma after that, dot, 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 yet. Yes. Yep. And then I stop talking for a it's, second. I think about it. Incredible. No, I, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to just step on you there. I no, that, I love that. That's You hit it on the head right there. I, I It's so important. I've been overweight my entire life. I've known what I should eat and what I shouldn't eat since probably 12 years old. I don't need a doctor. I don't need a PhD. There's certain fundamentals that you know, you know, what to do and what not to do. Despite that, I would go on diet after diet, workout after workout, and I would fail. I would constantly fail at those diets or the latest trend. You look at Jake Roberts. Jake, when he moved in with Paige, Paige didn't tell him anything about alcoholism. He didn't already hear a thousand times in rehab. What changed is DDPY is not a workout program. It's not a diet program. It's, it's all of the above. But the most crucial thing is the mental positive well-being of your head. And in order to get this right. to work, because if, if you don't get the head right, you have to fix your head first. If your head's not right, you're gonna, it's going to happen. It's the same thing that happened to you know, all the other fads and diet programs is going to infect your brain, and it's going to pull the same thing out. You know, DPY isn't a workout. It's not like you get a program. It's all the above, and it's also the mental aspect, which is the most important part of this. Because without that piece of the puzzle, the puzzle's not fixed. The puzzle's not complete. And I stress that so much when I'm talking to people, and and I love that you kind of put that there, Marcel, because it is the missing piece of the puzzle. Because without that, all the demons that, all the problems that you had that nothing else worked, 
is still there because most diet programs and most exercise programs work, but that's not the underlying yep. problem. Your head's the problem, and then until you get that right, exactly. nothing's going to click for you. Exactly. So when I was on the plane ride home from Summit, someone I was talking to someone on the plane about DDPY because I was all in my DDPY gear, and they were asking questions. And they said, if you could sum it up um, for someone who's never heard about it before, um, how would you? What would you say? And I said. The biggest thing is DDPY is never about the size of your ass. It's about getting your head out of it. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> yeah. But, but it's that true is perfect. because we and are. We in need our to put that way. on a shirt for you. <laughs> <laughs> perfect. <laughs> we can start a club. Um, Next we are, it, that's we are, for sure. <laughs> sure. Um, we are in our own way so much that, you know, it's, it's, I don't know, you know, if you just commit to something other than the story that you've been telling yourself for so long, wow, it's amazing what changes can happen and seemingly very quickly. Yeah, the messages are all there. And I think as an instructor, it's important for us to listen to those messages, to apply them, to repeat them. Because I've been doing the program, again, since 2013, and the message has not changed. The message is the same. And that, you know, the famous uh, statements that mean so much, never underestimate the power you give yourself by believing in yourself. Never underestimate the power you help others have by believing in them. The same messages, really, and, and, you know, they're not just words. They actually resonate, and, and when you have that community that is able to support each other that way, you know, through through Team DDP Yoga or, or through the Facebook groups, um, that message is really, really what resonates as, you know, it can be the difference between somebody going through a rough time and somebody not going through a rough time, right. getting back on right. track. You know, getting yeah. up after falling down. The messages are all the same, and this group is fantastic. Totally agree with you, Sarah. The, the community is amazing, and not something to be scared of. And you know, like we're all people, and everybody has their story, and everybody has their challenges, and we have to be non-judgmental. And I think that this community does that very well. And you see that when you go to Summit. You know, when you see the people. Yeah. When, we go to summit and meet some of the amazing people that went through those transformations and are still hanging on and still doing it and still persisting. They're real. These are real people that you might've met on Facebook. When you meet them in person, it's just awe inspiring. It's incredible. Yeah. It's a, it's a game changer when you meet someone. And I mean, I think one of the greatest common threads that I learned personally at summit when we all went was um, we all started at the beginning. And it never means that the beginning is always the same for everyone else. If anything, it's incredibly different all the time. And that's okay. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and a lot of people no, are having I mean, more than one beginning. Yeah, too, absolutely. Right? Like there's so many people that we met that were like, you know, there was um, someone that was at the summit this year who was absolutely mortified to be there because they had gained weight and they had fallen off 
but they talked themselves into coming and because they thought people were going to judge them. But DDP is not like that. Everybody was there to encourage them. And right. they went back home and got back right on it. And they just needed that boost of, you know, meeting these people to help them get back onto it. So, yeah, and, and I there's mean, so many think... people that, you know, Sorry, you, like you might, no, it's okay. Like you might fall off, but that's okay because there's so many people there to help you get back up. Yeah, I think, you know, it's 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 a point worth sharing that, you know, sometimes it's really important to remember why you started something in the first place. Mm-hmm. Right. Right? Yeah, you know, absolutely. The, I, the social media in general has trained us to be our own public relations firm where we only promote our best aspects and we only promote our best cropped photos and the ones where we look skinnier, the ones where our facial complexion is the best. And it forces us to discard a lot of ourselves that don't meet up to that standard of perfection that we're trying to portray to the world, which is unrealistic and completely bullshit. <laughs> and I, right. I always can sense it because I've been there and I've been the person who did this, that when somebody's crushing it and they're so proud and they're putting all their pictures on Facebook, here's my headstand, my black crow, my 30-day, my 60-day, my 90-day, then they stop posting so much and they stop, you know, showing up and they stop putting up those pictures and, and you know that they're struggling. And we have this mentality that when things get hard and when we get struggled, we get embarrassed because we've been so public about our how proud we are and how excited we are and look at this and I reached this plateau that when we get hard, we almost feel embarrassed or ashamed and we retreat. And I've if anything I can wish I could portray to this community because people think that the people at summit who go to the summit are the people who have done the best this year or in top shape. Nope. No, it's an eclectic group of people who have been there, have fallen, have, or are there. And when you're struggling, when you're really having a hard time and you've fallen off the wagon, which I have a few times since I've been here, the instinct to disappear is so harmful because there's a mm-hmm. lot of people who know exactly what you're going through and are probably going through the same thing too. And if you embrace your struggles and you go to the community with not just your, your best black crow picture or your ab photo, but also like, Hey, I'm really struggling right now. Anybody want to shout me and give me a hand? There are so many people willing to help and nobody's, going to be getting together in a side group saying, oh, my God, did you hear Marcel didn't work out four days in a row? Oh, my God, did you hear Sarah have that for dinner? <laughs> Crystal, did you, see, did you see Crystal? She, 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 didn't, she, didn't, she had dessert the other night. No one's gossiping like that. There's so many people <laughs> that understand the struggle because we've all been through yeah, that. Sure. And I feel like the instinct to disappear is so harmful, especially in something so important like yeah. that. So I beg you, if you learn anything from the show tonight, if you're having a hard time, don't disappear. There's people like Marcel, there's people like Sarah, Crystal, myself, that can talk to you, and we're probably relatable in more ways than you can even imagine. Yeah, I think I've been seeing more people that have been struggling or falling off starting to post about it and being mm-hmm. more yeah. public about it. Um, just lately, you know, there's some people that have been putting up some videos, um, you know, just talking about their struggles and saying you know what here was my picture like two years ago I had a major transformation here I am now Um, I'm not back where I started but I'm getting close so 
I need some help here. And that's when people really start to rally behind you and start to lift you up and, you know, really help you out, get, get back on that track. Right. And so by posting pictures, maybe it's not your best self and maybe you don't want to post that picture out there, but people are going to reach out and help you. And it's great to see that more and more people are actually, you know, starting to put real photos of themselves on social media instead of these perfect pictures and starting to show people that, yeah, I'm a real person too. And it can happen to anyone. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it, it's refreshing to see someone who is strong enough to be honest enough. We can't all be Cindy Crawford. We can't all be David Beckham. We get that. But the fact is, is we can be a better version of ourselves. But we all have to learn to not be so addicted to the outcome as we should with the effort. Exactly. People need to see that effort. Yep. The last time we had Arthur Borman on the show, he was telling us how we had been struggling as of late. And I asked him, I said, (laughs) is that hard for you with, like, having your story be viral, millions of people cheering you on? Is it hard for you to kind of just be like, yeah, things got hard, you know, this is where I'm at right now. And he said it was extremely hard. He said you feel like you've yeah. got 70 million people down. You know, you've got all these people watching your story, so many people gaining from it. He didn't want to come in there and be like, listen, this is where I'm at right now. This is, you know, because it was, he felt like yeah, there were so many other people on his shoulders too. But I guarantee you, if Arthur lost 20% of what he, what he had built, you know, what he had overcome, if he went in there to the DDPY summit or, or show up anywhere, 20% less than he was before or 20%, you know, less progress, I guarantee you they'd be happy to go cheer him on and they'd love that more than seeing him disappear and then fall back into the wheelchair and fall back into depending on canes. And, you know, there's, there's this weird narcissism in all of it too that we think that the world yeah. is constantly looking at us and judging our appearance when honestly so many people get so much other shit to worry about. They probably don't even notice the five or 10 pounds you're obsessing about or the 20 pounds you're walking into the program obsessing about, you know, I guarantee you there's a lot of people with a lot of things on their mind other than that. And the fact that you're there, (laughs) they're probably just happy to see you. They're they're probably happy to see you. They're probably going to give you a hug. And you know what? You know, the only person that probably noticed is getting 20 pounds is probably going to be you. Totally. It was amazing seeing Arthur at the summit um, the year before and then seeing him this year because the difference was incredible. And just his whole attitude was, was so incredible to see like the change in him. So he had fallen off and yes, he was embarrassed and he was, you know, worried about carrying all these people on his shoulders. But that summit, I think gave him the courage to get back up And when he came this year, he was radiating. Like, he was just, you know, just so inspiring to people to see the change he had made in a year. So watching Arthur's second transformation has been really, really cool. Like, really uplifting to people to watch that. And I think, you know, yeah, sorry, Marcel. Go ahead. No, I just remember how grateful he was to be there. You mentioned it earlier, Crystal, that, you know, when you get surrounded by everybody and the, these are your people. And he's like, wow, yeah. I'm so glad I came in Trans, uh, Summit 2018. 
And, and that really, really reinfected him. And it really motivated him to, to you know, say, I'm, I'm doing this again. <laughs> so he did. Yeah. And I with, mean, it, it with just Arthur goes too? to prove. Sorry, Mike. Oh, go ahead. Sorry about that. No, I was just going to say, it just goes to prove that, you know, there is no written rule anywhere, anywhere that you have to succeed only once. You can succeed 10 times over, but the equation to all of this is your effort. You've got to put forth the steady effort into whatever it is you want to succeed at. And with this, it's okay to fall. Just because you fall into a rut doesn't mean you unpack your bags and stay there. Uh, I mean, absolutely. we got about five minutes left, so we're going to start uh, wrapping it up a little bit here before they kick us off sure. um, officially again. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, that, that's such a great point. And I think Arthur, too, I've, I've had a lot of great conversations with Arthur over the years. And I always understood that he was such a reluctant superstar. That viral stuff yeah, never true. was comfortable for him. Yeah. He was he was honored, yeah. and he was, you know, but that was never him. He wasn't that guy. So I think being far enough removed from that initial hit of that video, I think he was able to kind of breathe easy a little bit, probably coming back and coming into the fold a little bit with a little less, uh, you know, feeling like all eyes are on you because it's going to be uncomfortable, you know, in that situation. Sure does. Yeah, I can't imagine. I so, can't imagine. Very much. But, you know, he – yeah, oh, very much so. And, um, you know, he, he's yeah. a sweetheart of a guy. He's great when you talk to him, you know, one-on-one and stuff. But I, he does. He, I think he's just he, – he doesn't know how to react to the stardom, you know, that instant, you know, stardom. He, he was teaching, teaching, uh, you know, uh, high school, uh, and, you know, living with his cats and his wife and his kid. And all of a sudden, everyone knows who you are out of the blue. I guess it's going to be pretty uh, intimidating. Um, so, but he's an amazing person and, and such a fun person, such a smart guy. Like he talks to you and like, I like to consider myself, I, I love vocabulary. I'm, I'm a vocabulary nerd and he pulls <laughs> words out of his ass that I can't even, like it will tie me in nuts. So we he always is absolutely have fascinating. Uh... He is. <laughs> oh, absolutely. He is really fascinating. Yeah. I love chatting with him too. Um, guys, while I have but, you all uh, on the line, I just want, I just wanted to quickly let you know that Mike and Tiffany Geelin, um have both chimed in and said hello. So they oh, just hi. wanted to say hi. Hey, yeah. guys. Can't wait for the cruise. We're yeah. going on that Rock and Jericho cruise. Oh, that's oh great. wow. <laughs> they just wanted to oh, say hi. Great. <laughs> I love yeah, that. We're a couple of weeks. Oh, we, uh, what's up, guys? At a retreat. And at Summit. And they're always so <laughs> so nice. Mike and Tiffany. Yeah, and they are. Gave us an open invitation oh, yeah. to go out yeah. west and visit. Yeah, come yeah, see us in the Great White North, great eh? Hey. Oh. <laughs> 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 I right. think that's the first time well, I said that. We're just close. We're, we're closing in on four minutes here. So real quick, I, 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 I thank you guys for coming on. It was, we did, we did the best we had with what we had. We're a little late on the, on the uh, firing things up here. And, you know, with four, with four people, it can get a little bit crowded. But I think it went, um, went as smoothly as it could possibly go. Not too much, uh, too much bumping into each other. But I would like to say this. I think both of you guys are fascinating. And 
it was awesome having an all Canada show, but I would like to have <laughs> you guys back individually sometime so we can get into like uh, the nitty gritty of each of you because I think that your stories are pretty amazing and uh, I enjoy talking to both of you. And uh, thank you for coming on. Thank Crystal for for, for setting everything up as usual. Um, before we head out here, I'm going to leave you each with some final words. And also, if you get a chance, uh, give us some information on where, if anyone's listening and they want to go check out a class uh, where you guys, um, you know, where you guys do your thing. Uh, I'll start off with Sarah. Um, oh, you're starting off with me? Sorry. Um, yeah, so my, my classes are in London, Ontario, Canada, not London, England, London, Ontario. Um, and I believe my information can be found on DDPY webpage on the map. So if you're, if you go under instructor, you can find me under there. Um, my website is houseoffortune.ca, so you can find me Mm -hmm. there as well. Yeah, so I hold awesome. regular classes weekly, and, uh, so um, come on out, give it a try. If you feel like you don't belong in the normal yoga class and you like uh, a little heavy metal music, a little punk music, a little swearing, a lot of laughing, then uh, this is definitely the class for you because we are not a quiet bunch. Awesome. The age range of my class is uh, about, you know, we're – the average age in my class, I would say, is 60, with the oldest being um, 74, turning 75 in a couple weeks. So awesome. very mixed group of people. Awesome. Yeah, thank you. Uh, and Marcel, where, 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 where are you at? Yeah, I'm in just north of Guelph. Um, Guelph is about an hour kind of west of Toronto, so easy to get to if you're anywhere near Toronto. I'm actually teaching out of Guelph, Aramasa Township. We're the cool kids in the countryside, but it's right at the north <laughs> end of Guelph. And uh, I teach, uh, yeah, my contact info is on the DDP Yoga certification uh, website. If you scroll down under About Us, it says where the trainers are. But I also have my own website, uh, which has a lot of information, all the current schedules, teaching four classes a week during the summer. And during the year, I teach about seven classes a week. And my website is transitioncoach.ca. So you look that up and you can get the schedules. You got my email address. Send me an email anytime. Ask me if you're going to be in town, no matter who you are. Send me an email. Let me know and we'll make sure you get into one of the classes. So it really is for everybody to come try it out. And certainly if you're anywhere near Guelph on a regular basis, then hopefully you can come to classes on a regular basis. But we got quite a crowd going from all shapes, ages, sizes during the school year. Anyway, when it's not summertime, you know, about 150 people a week coming to classes, which is amazing. And uh, we had that, that work workshop in September, 2018, still holding on to that record, but if they break it in Chicago, they're at Starcast. I might just have to have another one and break their record. (laughs) We shall see. Send me a note anytime. Contact me on Facebook anytime. Questions, whatever. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's been great uh, being invited to to come and have a chat. All right. They're kicking us off. Thank you guys so much. Crystal, we'll grab your quote next week. We got, they're going to throw us off here in about five seconds. So we'll, uh, I think we're off. (laughs) Um, yep, we're off. Uh, so we missed we missed the outro. So, oh. time now. Thank you guys so much.
Thank you. Thank you, thank you for having us. Thank you. We Bye-bye. appreciate it. And until, if we're still heard right now, I don't know if they give us a little bonus time, but uh, thank you guys for coming out. Uh, we appreciate it. We're back next week with a brand new episode of BP Radio live at BPRadio.com. I don't think any of this is going out, but if it is, we appreciate it. See you guys.